Hello, welcome to the podcast for screw-ups. This is Wally. Um, it is 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, woke up at 2.30, uh, couldn't go back to sleep. Um, on my second cup of coffee, which is all I can do in a day. <laughs> um, I am outside. Perhaps you can hear the uh, frogs for sure. I'm not sure what else makes those noises. Uh, but it's very loud outside. Um, and uh, at my house, um, we have a pool, which is a above-ground pool that I think costs $500. My brother says different. My mom says something different, so not sure on that. Uh, my brother did go get it from the people and took it down and then brought it here. And it's not in perfect shape, but it's wet. And uh, it's a blessing to swim in the summertime, uh, if you can. And I take it as a blessing. Uh, Yesterday, I was floating. And I don't float very often. I tend to walk in a circle. uh, Because if you have this kind of pool, it uh, uh, helps put the trash that comes in a pool into the middle. And then you can scoop it out sometimes, if you're lucky. Um, So, you might wonder what I want to talk about at 3 in the morning. Uh, One thing... uh, it's crazy. Sometimes the things that happen when you're asleep. Um, one of my neighbors, the, they had ambulances and fire truck and three police cars. I think it's because somebody must be sick. I'm like, I had to go to the hospital. So I'm praying for my neighbor that I don't know. Um, and it's something that God kind of has sparked in me to be a good neighbor to the people around us. Uh, and I always wave and say hello, but it doesn't go past that uh, for me. Um, you know, uh, I probably am a back porch house person. You know, they say there used to be a time when everybody sat on their front porch and they would talk to their neighbors. Um, and then they invented uh, garage door openers, so sometimes people would come home go straight in their garage and straight up into their house and never say hello to anybody around them. Um, And then people built back porches to enjoy the backyard, I guess. I don't know. Um, So I'm a backyard person. I I don't sit on the front porch. Uh, It's a very small porch uh, here at my house. Um, And uh, I want to learn how to be a good neighbor. And and I've always been puzzled by that verse who is your neighbor that kind of thing because I think it's people you come in contact to also in the world Um, but I think it physically can be your neighbors Uh, you can be a good witness to your neighbors and I know um, and I probably talk about people more than they know and they don't authorize me to say anything but it's things that I notice uh, so along the journey and uh Somebody I know that's been a good neighbor to people is my friend Troy. Uh, uh, he's also a pastor, uh, but he he is a friend. Uh, him and Julie, uh, and in their little neighborhood, which it's weird, um, they were fortunate to get that house to rent in Tuscaloosa, uh, and then they did this house and they gutted it and they fixed it up and it's very close to where they used to live so in that little community um, they 
you know, they're good neighbors. That's one thing they do. And, and the other thing where they're real good witnesses, I believe, is at the ballpark. Um, they're, one of their sons played baseball, and they're, they're very involved, you know, and their daughter's doing something for the school, and their other son did stuff for the school, and they're very involved parents, you know, for their kids. Uh, and, you know, all those places are places to be a good neighbor to people. Um, and to be a witness, uh, and God wants you to be a witness. Um, and I, I, I know I say a lot of things about the church, but the church is the place that God set up to share with the world the love of Jesus. You know, it's the it's His way into the world uh, with us. Um, I don't think I can do it on my own. I need a church. Uh, and the gathering, uh, don't forsake the gathering. Uh, those are just important things. And, uh, you know, if I criticize the church, it's because I see things. And the same way I praise the church in that the church helps people. Uh, and it has that ability to do that. Um, and all churches are different. And I like to think... Now, this isn't always true, I think, because sometimes churches are started a long time before a pastor gets there. But in my scenario that I've been in, uh, in fact, the church I'm going to now, the church I went to, I believe that the pastor's um, vision for the church comes from them and God in them, telling them what to do, um, how to preach. Um, I don't know about system, you know, because... Uh, not all pastors are good at systems. Uh, those minister of education type people um, sometimes have the system that, you know, does things. And um, some pastors aren't good in systems. Some pastors are good in other things like visiting the hospital or shepherding, as a lot, a lot of people like to say. Um, they may not be good at, um, and it's, you know, there's a re. There's a reason why I like the model of elders is because I don't think sometimes that pastors should be in control of what color somebody paints a wall at the church or maybe even how they do VBS or whatever. I'm not saying they shouldn't have a say, but they shouldn't have the overall say, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. I think the elders should pray about things and should make decisions that way. That's the way I think. Um, you know, a lot of churches and a lot of Southern Baptist churches are, are deacon-led, um, and they vote. And you've heard me before. I, I'm not a big fan of the vote thing because anybody can be a member, and they can never come to church, and they can come back and vote. I don't think people like that deserve the chance to tell what's going to go on anyways about people who get hired any of that I don't think any of that um, it's just my personal opinion uh, so that's not what I'm going to talk about today <laughs> um, all that to say um, I was thinking about this passage that uh, Jason's doing today uh, and it's deep man it's a uh, in the it's in Hebrews 6 and I read 6 1 through 12 and it's uh I realize that I haven't taught very often from Hebrews. 
and that I need to study more. Uh, so I'm going to read the passage that he's doing today because uh, I've been praying for him about it. Um, and uh, I need to go and listen after I, after I get a chance to, to what he does as he tackles it. And I think if you want to hear Jason, it's like Dublin Bible Church in Georgia, Dublin, Georgia. And uh, Jason is a really good speaker, um, preacher, preacher is probably what he wants to be called, not a speaker. Uh, I like speaker because uh, I'm not a preacher. Uh, um, yeah, so if you ever want to listen to Jason or uh, Troy at Safe Haven Church, I think it's safehaven.church now is what it is, uh, or BJ. Um, at the Summit Church in uh, Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, North Little Rock. Um, anyways, those are just some guys I know. Um, and my current pastor, Joe Hill, at uh, High Point Church in Corner, Alabama, but it's really Empire, Alabama, I think. just me FYI if you're thinking about me um, I need to take a nap today uh, I couldn't take one yesterday for some reason I couldn't I rested yesterday but I didn't take a nap uh, and you may not know this but I like to take a nap on Saturdays uh, for those men out there who were wondering uh, yes I cut the grass yesterday um, yes I cleaned the pool yesterday uh, yes I spent time with my mom in the pool she got in a second time uh, which is a big thing for her. Uh, yeah. Um, so let's, I'm going to read you that Hebrews passage, uh, and you'll see how deep it, it feels. Um, um, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no greater for him to swear by, which, man, I love that. Um, that to swear by something, you know, um, in, in America, they still do this in the courts that you so help me God, when you raise your hand, you put your hand on the Bible sometimes, but sometimes they don't do the Bible, by the way, which is weird. Even the president of the United States of America puts his hand on the Bible and takes the oath. Um, so anyways, that's just something to swear by, to swear by God. That's the, I mean, it's, it's interesting and neat to me that you swear by God and God doesn't have anything else to swear by because he's the standard. Uh, just FYI. Uh, yes, I'm saying FYI a lot. Sorry about that. Um, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham receive what was promised um and i've been you know reading on abraham in genesis and uh you know it's a tricky thing to wait on god it's it's hard to wait on god and sometimes you make mistakes in all that uh, and abraham made mistakes abraham and isaac both did that thing where they pretended like their wives wasn't their wives that they were their sisters which means to me that their wives were really beautiful and they thought they were going to get killed, um, which is a foreign thing to me, you know. Uh, 
don't have a wife, obviously. Uh, certainly don't have one where I about keep my coverage. Southern term, yes. Uh, even though somebody's made it their website and they make lots of money off of it. Um, and God keeps promises. That's something that has come through for me this summer um, in the teaching on Sundays and uh, just reading Genesis. Um, God's a promise keeper. And uh, I like how Joshua says it uh, at the end of his life. He, you know, he gathers the people of Israel and he says every promise that God said he would do, he did. And that's even amidst you being not faithful. He doesn't say that part. I say that part. Um, and that's the thing about God is that God blesses you even in those seasons when you're not living right. Um, now, there's that tricky thing of, well, go ahead and live wrong. Uh, here's what happens when you live right. Yes, blessings happen. They do. And I'm not saying it's a... It's a, a production you get something i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that you get that peace with him you can't be at peace with god and live terribly you're not going to have it before you go to bed you're not going to have it in your finances you're not going to have it in your marriage you're not going to have it in anything if you're not right with god things in your life are off if you're a believer if you're not a believer and you're not right with God anyways you're used to living that way but if you're a believer hopefully at some point you've been at peace and that peace comes from God and it passes all understanding so and I'm I need to study more and we all need to study more about the promises of God because we live in a world where you can't see his hand sometimes. You can't see him. I never have heard his voice audibly, but I know that he's real. Um, that's I just read this book, um, and that's the question that the person asked before he becomes a believer is, are you real? And it's crazy to me, and I just thought of this, before I became a believer, a long time before, when I'm living in California and I'm in trouble out there, and I had heard about Jesus maybe two times at that point, been to church, some kind of church, two times, and I got down on my knees in California. I remember the place in the apartment, exactly where it was, and I prayed, God, if you're real, please help me. And there again, it wasn't like a lightning bolt fast help right then but I believe he did help me um, so anyways that's neither here nor there okay sorry about that um, people swear by someone greater than themselves and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised he confirmed it with an oath God did this so that two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie 
Um, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Um, he keeps his promises and he doesn't lie. Um, I don't know if you've ever been lied to. I'm sure you have if you lived in this world. It doesn't feel good. And I don't know how to confront that sometimes because calling people liars is not really nice. Um, and maybe they forget and you got to give them grace about that. But I just am not a fan of lying. Uh, and I lie. I've lied. Um, I'm sure I've told whoppers. But God, he doesn't lie. So that's something to take comfort in. He's trustworthy. Um, and that's the thing. It's the thing that I think a lot about things. Um, and you have to come to this place when you don't get what you want sometimes. In that, does God know what's best for you? For me, the answer is yes. Okay, it's yes. Do I trust him with it? The answer right now today, on the whatever day of the month it is, uh, it's in the 20s. Uh, I don't have to keep up with it today, so I don't really know. Uh, it's before the 29th, for sure. I'm thinking it's the 24th, but anyways. On today, as I speak to you, the answer is yes. I trust him. In the past, in my life, even since knowing him, there are times that I don't trust God. And one of those big things that I don't trust God with is my not having a wife, not having a girlfriend, not having a significant other. Um, there have been times in my life that I've taken that back. And I've tried to do it on my own. Here's the thing I discovered. My way doesn't work. I don't know what God's answer is to that. I still have the desire to be married. But I'm not getting married. Okay, nobody's on the radar. I'm still not a good prospect for anybody. I don't have pluses. As they say at work. Um. So bad seasons, I've taken things into my own hands. And it ended badly for me. Um, so that's a question for you. You know, do you trust God? <coughs> and it's a big hanging question, in the air kind of hanging question. Um, and you know right now in your heart of hearts whether you trust him or not. Um, and some of you might be high-skilled, and you might be a huge performer in this world, CEO type maybe. I don't know if a CEO would listen to this. I wouldn't. Um, but when you come to the edge of yourself, which I love that saying, and Jason put it into a song for me, thank the Lord, um, uh, when you come to the edge of yourself, you know that there has to be something else. That money and fame and power and getting to the top and being number one isn't enough. 
it just isn't enough. So there's got to be something else. Um, and that something else is God. Um, in AA, they say, believe in a higher power. Uh, and they don't want to push religion on you or Christianity on you. Um, but see, you're believing something. You have a, a system of belief. And you're following something. Uh, so my saying to you is follow Jesus. He's the way. In fact, he says it. He says, I am the way. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. I'm the way. John fourteen six. Um, I have an excellent shirt with that on it. Um, and I have El Camino because I did it in the name of that church. Okay. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Um, uh, we have this hope, excellent, um, anchor for our soul, firm and secure it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain um, you know they had to go in the priest did um, had to go in and talk to God for the people at this time and they would tie a rope around his foot in case he died uh, and Melchizedek uh I don't know everything, but I better not say anything because I, I don't know a lot about that. Um, I know some things, but I don't want to. I think I know some things I should say. I haven't studied good, so I won't say that. Um, forerunner of Jesus, that he's our high priest now, that he's, he's our uh, way to God. Um, so... Um, and I'm not dogging any religion or churches or any of that. Uh, I'm telling you the way I believe. It's the reason why I don't believe in the Catholic way, that I have to go to the priest to confess my sins. I think, believe, that I can go straight to Jesus and ask him to forgive me my sins. Uh, while a Catholic person told me this, uh, sitting on a porch somewhere, that it gives you accountability when you tell somebody like a priest. Uh, I get that. I think she's right. That lady was right. Um, but that priest can't forgive my sins. Purely what I believe, okay? But Jesus, the forerunner, can. He's my way. And uh, today... When I teach later, or if I get to teach, I don't even know if I'm teaching today, but I'm ready. Uh, it could be my week. It could not be. We're, we're kind of all gathering together, so it could be somebody else's week. Uh, um, it's about Ruth. It's all about Ruth. Uh, and um, 
like I'm fascinated by. I want. I wish I could sit in on a girls' class today because um, the girls who were seniors uh, all talked about Ruth. Uh, see, and I don't know why I don't do this, but I don't have Bible heroes. Um, I respect them, and I um, I like the stories about them, but to me, the Bible. The story is Jesus. Um, and I say it a lot. I'm in love with Jesus. He's my idol. He's my He's my everything. In good seasons. Sometimes I, I know bad seasons he hasn't been. Um, but um, this is what was told to me about God when I was 16. Uh, and it clicked with me. Jesus loves you, and he died for you. And when I heard that, um, I had to go get it. Now, I had some inkling that my mom loved me because she always told me. Uh, my dad, as far as I know, I don't know if he's ever, if he has ever, it's not many times, told me that he loved me. Um, Stan, uh, did tell me that he loved me, and he was a hard man uh, at times, and not a great talker. Um, and I felt it that he loved me. Uh, my dad, um, I don't know. I mean, like I, my guess is he probably does on some level the best he can. Um, he might be one of those men that it's hard to say, uh, and. That's the thing about the man thing. Um, and I've said this before, but uh, some men have a picture of what a man should be. And if you're not that, you're not the right kind of man. And I'll give you a for example. Um, th there are men I know that if you don't cut your own grass, you're not the right kind of man. Um, that's their standard. That's one of their standards. Um, and showing up to the other one, one of those things would be never missing a day of work. You know, that would be another thing. So I failed on both of those. I don't like to cut the grass. I do cut the grass some, uh, and I'm doing it for the steps. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, on the weekends, only get so many steps because I walk in the morning, uh, and then some part of those days are rest, so I don't walk a ton. I'm walking more now in the pool and all that, but um, I don't walk a ton uh, on off days. Uh, I'm probably doing like two to three miles a day during the week. Um, that's counting walking plus work. Um, when I lived at the beach, I was walking five miles a day. Um, so, you know, steps are good for you. Uh, it's it's helping extend my life probably a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying it's the greatest kind of exercise, but it's really good for me and in the state that I'm in, in the state I've been in. Uh, so, and I, I did this in What Kind Are You, and that 
I'm not the kind of man who likes to make jokes with other men about stuff, except for my brother, um, and maybe somebody really close. I only make those kind of silly jokes with people who I'm really close with, because uh, I, I just don't believe in cutting down people. I don't think it's good. Um, and I do it to my brother, and I ask my brother, because I, I was concerned about this, that I, I do it with him too much, because uh, he's my brother, and I always have, kind of, but like I said, um, you know, I wondered if I need to be the same kind of witness to my brother and give him the same kind of grace that I give everybody. Um, he probably gets a different kind of grace because, I, you know, we just have we've made fun for all our lives. Um, so I've been trying to watch it some. And uh, I have to be really comfortable to get to that place with people. Um, because I don't want it to come off as negative um, to that person because um, I just don't believe it's a good way. See, that's my, and I'm not judging other men. I just mean that I don't do that. Um, I think they have the right to do it. Um, and they're, like I said, there's these two famous, uh, and I guess they're famous, they're Christian famous too probably. They're believers, I think. Um, they, uh, they're funny, uh, and they're on the radio, and they make fun of each other. But it's all people that are close to them, too, so they may think that it's okay to do that. And I, I hear them say things that this is what men should do. Um, and that's a dangerous, um, it's a dangerous thing in the, in the sense that if you're not that kind of man, you might feel off, um, and nobody has the right to tell you what kind of man to be. You let your standard be Jesus. Um, and if you're a painter, I know you're going to be different than me because you think different than me. Or you're an artist, I know you're going to be different because you're an artist and you think different and you act different and all that stuff. Um you need to let people be who they are. Um, and you might say, well, Wally, I've heard you say something about that. And it's true. People say, I'm being the truest version of me. And when they're saying that, in my opinion, they're talking about some kind of sin. And there again, I'm going to say something that's going to hurt people's feelings, and I apologize right off the bat. Uh, bless your heart, as we say in the South. Um, you can do what you want to. It's still free in America to live how you want, okay? Let me get that off the table right off the bat. I'm not judging you. It's the Bible. You have a problem with God. And I'm not going to endorse you live in some way that's anti-God. Now, I'm for you. I will love you. I will be kind to you. But I will not say what you're doing is right. I can't. And I'm sorry for that. Because that is a sin. And it's bad for you. Sin leads to death. We're all going to die. Um, 
that sin, the reason why you might not have peace in your life is because you're not right with God. Now, let God tell you it's a sin. Read the Bible. Read it for yourself. Um, let him tell you what sin is. Uh, you don't have to have a preacher. Uh, preachers are good for you. It's good to have somebody who's studying the scripture and share it. But in a personal relationship, you get to know God on your own. So, um, and here, there again, uh, just like the scripture that I read, um, God's trustworthy. He doesn't lie. The highest oath is to him. He's the anchor of your soul. Um, you know, and I don't know much about anchors, but I do know that they go to the bottom and they hold you in place. Um, and there could be winds and waves against you and it's still trying to hold you in place. Um, so I think that's neat. Uh, I'm curious to see how Jason tackles that today. Maybe sometime I'll listen to that if I can. Um, I'm uh, I start VBS tonight. Uh, first time to do VBS in a long time. Didn't get crafts once again. Uh, I'm not bitter, but they never think guys can do crafts. Sadly, see, I'm a different kind of man. I told you. If you are a young man, I'm going to say something that's not popular with men sometimes. They think it's woman's work. Start washing your own clothes. If you're above sixth grade, you should be helping your mom out. Unless your mom tells you don't to, don't do this. You get your mom to teach you how to wash your clothes and you start washing them for yourself. Um, it'll be a great help to your mom and maybe your dad. I think a good couple, they both do the laundry together. And that's me judging probably. And that's just what, what I believe. I believe that a dad should help his wife do the laundry if they have five million loads of clothes to do. Uh, even if she doesn't have another job. I know people say, well, I got to work. I get that. It's tough to come home. But it's not woman work. It's people who want to have clean clothes work. Um, and there again, people disagree with me on that fact, and I'm okay with that. But I believe it's good for me to wash my own clothes. Um, I believe it's good for me to clean up after myself. Um, and um, there are men in this world that don't clean up after themselves. They don't do it at work. They don't do it at home. They don't do it when they go to the bathroom their wife, their mom, somebody at work cleans up after them. And it it bothers me. I don't think it's sin. I'm not saying it's sin. Um, I think it's unwise if you live that way. That's just my opinion. It's Take it for what it's worth. Um, so let's go back to God. Uh and I like Joshua's take on it. Um, you know, Joshua's not somebody who makes lots of mistakes that we know of. I know he has one defeat, but even that defeat isn't his fault. Uh, it's the people's fault. Um, they got big britches, and they thought they could go in there and 
that. And then there was sin in the camp. Um, and they lost on Joshua's watch um, when he's a young leader, uh, which is hard when you're young. Uh, but I like that there are people in the Bible who you don't know every screw-up that they've done, too. Um, there's a mix, you know. There's Jesus, who's perfection. And then there's people who screw up bad. And then there's people who um, you don't see a lot. But there's not many of those characters in the Bible. Um, and I respect those guys because they're like the people who grow up in church, who live good lives their whole life. And they, when they ever give a testimony, they don't have a lot of stuff. And they think that that's not important to, to share that. Um, they think that somebody who has a lot of stuff in it is a better testimony. It's not. Because to somebody like me, that's a, uh, a, a peaceful kind of thing to hear. Um, and the hurt that you're spared goes to your parents' credit um, for raising you right. Uh, and there again, I give parents the right to raise their kids how they want to. I, I, I'm not critical of parents. Uh, because it's hard to be a parent. Uh, you know, I respect parents. Uh, and even when your parents make mistakes, love them. And even when you see flaws in your parents, uh, love them. Um, you know, um, when you watch people like I do, um, you see things that are not pretty. Um, and it can be hurtful to you when you notice things. Um, but family, um, you need to give them grace. And you need to forget, l let, let things go. You need to let things go. Um, I don't think you need to mimic what they do that you think is wrong. But you need to let things go. And sometimes you need to confront. Um, but not in anger. You know, do it as a conversation. Uh, and that's a hard thing to do with your parents. Uh, your parents don't want to hear it. So anyways, um, I've given you a lot to think on, chew on. Maybe I'm more similar to uh, people who are deeper today, uh, I hope. I hope it sounds deep because of how deep God is. Because He is deep, uh, and uh, you need to take your brain to those places. And I know it's hard. And I want to watch TV and uh, eat chocolate instead of doing that. Uh, but God gave you a brain for a reason, and you need to use it. Uh, and my pitch again to you is the Scripture. Be reading the Scripture for yourself. Um, the more you do, the better you'll know him, which is a neat thing. It's a neat byproduct. Um, don't just live on two hours a week uh, where people preach to you. Uh, know the scripture for yourself. Um, be a good neighbor to your neighbors. Uh, have a good day evening wherever you're at this is the end of the old podcast